Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello and welcome to another episode of the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg in the Gross Point Pearl Planning Office. And this week, I am going to be talking about preparing financially to send your child off to college. It is a timely topic, uh, one, because it is June and you got about two months until you're taking your child off to college, usually in mid-August or so. And then also because with the rising um, inflation costs, gas prices, airline tickets, it's certainly something that this year, more than ever, you really want to take into consideration and be prepared financially for what that means to send your child off to school. So before I get started, I am just going to share kind of what sparked this. There were two things, really. One was my nighttime scrolling habit. I came across a really cute reel of a girl who just finished her freshman year. She went through a list of things that were good to have as far as like various shower caddies and a toothbrush cover that was super cool, like sanitized your toothbrush, things that are not necessary to have in your dorm room, like extra throw pillows on your bed. They're going to sit on the dirty floor of your room. And it was just a really cute reel. I'm not sure if it was on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook. I get sucked into the rabbit hole of all three of those. But it was refreshing to see a young person with such a helpful list of tips. And if I can figure out how to get that from my saved uh, reels into the show notes, I will share that with you. The other thing is I am in a book club where a lot of the parents have either sent kids in the last few years or are sending them in the fall. And so the conversation of credit cards and sort of predatory lending on college students came up. It reminded me of something that I almost did in college and I had completely forgotten about it. But now that I am 42 and have two teenagers of my own, there was a bulletin board that had, you know, odd jobs and such that you could like pull off the little, I don't know if they can do that anymore with all these apps now, but like literally a piece of paper where you would cut like the bottom part in shreds and you could pull off like a phone number to call people back when that was a thing. (laughs) There was one for like a local medical clinic that was paying $3,500. This is over 20 years ago, people for female college students to sell their eggs. And I actually ripped off one of those things and thought about it. Now, I did work study and I bartended and I had financial aid. My parents helped how they could, but $3,500 20 years ago was not nothing, but I don't feel that I had any understanding of the gravity of what that involved, which would include having literally a child with my DNA walking around. So I just really think it's important to prepare one for the extracurricular costs of college, as well as the things that are necessary just to get the education that may not be included in financial aid, but also to set expectations for where that money is going to come from. So without further ado, 
I will share my tips with you. And the first one is really just you know, setting expectations by creating a list of expenses that are likely going to come up, some of which you probably paid for for your team while they were living under your roof in high school and may not be something that they are even budgeting for. So if you give them a set amount of spending money or maybe they have a summer job and they are sending, they are saving a certain amount in order to pay for these things, it is really important to get in the habit of budgeting and writing out a general list of what things cost, or maybe even download a budgeting app for them. And I will link in the show notes some of the ones that I like that could work well, since we all know that the younger generation does uh, use their phone quite a bit and maybe a better way for them to track certain expenses. But again, just going over what things cost, like getting a haircut. If you have a male student going off to college, it's probably a lot less than for a female. But I think of my daughter who loves to get her hair done at the fancy salon and loves to be treated to a manicure, pedicure, and has a pretty expensive Starbucks habit. So certainly I've already been working on her and I have uh, a few years before she's going off to college, but something that should be put in the list too are things like clothing, right? Because typically Um, If we need clothing, it's something that you go through your parents for, but they may need to go buy a pair of sneakers or go buy a pair of running shorts. They're going to be making friends and surrounding themselves with people who maybe have more money than them and have more spending available. I remember my roommate would just, you know, order like a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff from J. Crew with something worth talking about, again, to set those expectations. Now, I did have a credit card. It was for emergency purposes only. Uh, I may or may not have used it to get a belly button piercing in college at a tattoo parlor. But luckily for me, by the time my mom saw the charge and it said like tattoo studio, she freaked out thinking that I had gotten a tattoo. So when I told her it was a belly button ring, I think she was relieved because that was a little bit easier to remove. However, it was not my proudest moment. And it was certainly something I never did again or anything like it. My mother did do a great job of setting expectations for me on what that credit card was to be used for, that the belly button ring was not something that was to be used on the credit card. And I did it anyway. And that's something, you know, giving kids room to fail, I guess. But at the end of the day, it is really important, especially because things have gone up, the cost of food. I remember we had a subway right across from the school. So that was like, we used to go there all the time for lunch. But I'm pretty sure my financial aid package or whatever the portion that my parents paid for, there was like, you know, a dining hall plan. And I rarely ate there. It's certainly something worth talking about with your child, what your expectations are, whether it's you know, eat off campus for three meals a week or, you know, go to the grocery store and fill your mini fridge. Do they even still have those in the rooms? I guess, I'm guessing so. But that is certainly something that needs to happen before you send your child off to school. Now, along the lines of things that you probably paid for, for your team that they are going to have to be responsible for is health insurance, co-pays, right? So what is covered through your health insurance? What is in network or out of network? And where is the appropriate facility to go for various things? Depending on what type of plan you have and what type of coverage, certainly that would decide you know, what things are available. And I even recommend calling your insurance carrier, explaining to them that your child is going off to school 
and maybe having them give you a list of in-network providers in the area or the preferred urgent care or what is covered in an emergency room type situation. Again, you would never want your child to not get medical attention if needed, but going to the ER for an ingrown toenail because the campus medical facility is not open is going to be a costly thing depending on your insurance. So it's certainly worth having a conversation about and then just preparing them, especially if they're going to be using their savings for things that come up. They need to be prepared that they might have a copay when they go to the doctor or you know, a 20% of the cost of care. And that's something that they're going to need to have available for that visit. So definitely put that on the list of conversations to have and things to go over with your child before sending them off. Now, along those lines of health costs is it's not necessarily financial, but it's definitely worth noting, which is the HIPAA authorization. If you're not aware, once your child turns 18, you are no longer entitled to their medical records. They can still protect certain things like mental health or sexual health from being shared and keep that private. You do want to be authorized to speak with a doctor and hear about a medical condition, especially if it's something that happens where your child becomes incapacitated and is in a hospital. Have both that HIPAA authorization and potentially a medical power of attorney or healthcare proxy. And these forms give you permission to make medical decisions for somebody who is incapacitated or in an altered mental state. Some of these forms also may need to be notarized. So certainly something to start looking into now a few months before you go off to school. I am going to link in the show notes one of our most popular episodes of the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom is with an expert in this area who prepares these forms for parents and children going off to college. Excellent and very um, full of resources in the show notes. So I will link that to this episode's show notes. Uh, Take a listen there if this is something that you're interested in hearing more about. And the next tip also has to do with insurance, but not medical insurance, but actual coverage. If you think about the amount of, or the cost of the electronics that your child is probably going off to school with between a telephone, an iPad, a laptop, gaming systems, you may have, you know, upwards of $3,000 worth of goods in your child's dorm room. Now, if they are living in on-campus housing, that is often covered by homeowner's insurance, but certainly something worth looking into. And then if they are living in off-campus housing, you likely need to get some renter's insurance, add that to a separate policy just in case things were stolen. I'm dating myself, but back when I was in college, I didn't have all those electronics. I had a ridiculously huge monitor on my desk and tower computer. I didn't have a cell phone. I think, well, I did have like a really big one that lived under the seat of my car for like breakdown situations, but nothing to like call or texting wasn't even a thing when I was in college. So again, definitely a lot of smaller, expensive electronics that can easily be stolen. And no matter how safe things do get stolen. I remember my sophomore year, I had a load of all my favorite pairs of jeans in one load in the dryer um, communal laundry room. And knowing the way that I did laundry both then and now it could have sat there for days. I'm not sure how long it was in the laundry room, but I just remember how devastating and how, what a financial burden that was to lose all of my jeans that fit me in one load of laundry. And 
you know, they never resurfaced. I put nasty notes everywhere. Um, I may have even offered a reward. I'm not sure. But at the end of the day, this stuff happens on all college campuses. So definitely worth looking into as well as reviewing with your student, you know, just being careful and how to be careful with items and maybe even having some sort of a locked cabinet where they can keep things in their room. Because even if they're responsible, they're going to likely have a roommate who may bring friends by when your student is off at the library. So it's certainly a necessary conversation that will save you potentially some money. And the last tip that I have for you in this episode has to do with financial aid packages. I think sometimes people think that these financial aid packages are one size fits all, and they certainly are not. Uh, They are not written in stone, so you can appeal and request for a package to be reevaluated. And you would want to do that if since you filled out your FAFSA form, if you have had changes in circumstances, maybe a divorce or uh, you've lost a job, you've experienced a financial hardship or um, maybe something, an extra dependent that you didn't initially include. Uh, Those are all things which it's always worth a call to see if there's any more room in that financial aid package. Also, maybe not even changing that package, but just understanding how certain things are covered, like whether you need to be reimbursed or whether, um, you know, if if books are covered in some form, um, if there is a limit or if there is like a preferred vendor on campus that you need to purchase supplies through in order for them to be covered, that you want to review both for yourself and with your student. Now, maybe you don't have financial aid. Maybe you are using funds from a 529 plan, uh, for instance, if you have saved up some money. So that is certainly something worth reviewing on how to go about taking funds from there for a qualified expense and also finding out what is considered a qualified expense and you have the proper um, documentation for those items that are qualified. Certainly, that's something that if you are working with a financial advisor, something that would be worth a phone call to them. That's all I have for today's episode. As far as those financial tips, I am going to, again, link some additional resources, including a very, very popular episode of 52 Pearls, which covers HIPAA and power of attorney and other important legal documents. But it's such an exciting time and just a huge milestone in every parent's life. So I don't mean to suck the fun out of it by talking about all these financial things, but I did want to just share something for you to think about this summer as you're preparing to send your child off. Thank you for listening. And as always, if you know somebody who may benefit from this episode, we really appreciate when you share 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom with others. Thanks for listening. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com. Dot com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about pearl planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.